10 bucks. Yeah, it's, it is. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five. I am now solo at the desk this week. Our boy, Michael Donka Schiller, you know him, you love him. He's in the middle of final exams for law school. I bet you they're harder than regular final exams, I would guess. Um, and he's in the middle of them. So he won't be joining us today, which is a shame because it's the longest unbroken streak of best of three and or five slash Flo KO live appearances in the history of the show. Um, I don't think he's ever missed a show. I have to get fact checked on that, but he's missing this one. That's all right, though, because we will we have a replacement for him. We have our usual panel, John Velociraptor Guerrero. Sorry, we don't have an isolated shot of him just yet. We have Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek, who just reached 5,000 followers on Twitter. And Ew. we have. <laughs> we have Mark Born Free Sheridan, who actually has 7,000 followers. So get fucked, Steve. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're thrilled to have uh, Mark uh, on the show, not only as a guest for what we usually do as an interview, but also to have him on uh, to help us get through all these panel topics. Mark, thank you for joining us. He's getting raging demoned right now. Yeah, this is what happens. The cat, as soon as I start speaking, the cat wants to be, he thinks I'm talking to him. So <laughs> the, cat is, the cat is here. He's raging demon because his name is Goki. <laughs> Man, cats are dumb, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> we have a lot of topics tonight. Uh, everything from uh, the summit of time to uh, other recap of all the many events that happened over the weekend. A bunch of cool topics. Did y'all hear? Mortal Kombat the movie is getting rebooted. Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Sam Show, Season Pass stuff. Yeah, we'll do a slow cap for that. I can only give you one. One clap, huh? Single clap. One clap. Okay. Well, we're going to get to those topics and more, but first, we're going to get a recap from Steve, Ace King Offsuit, Jurek. Let's do it. Uh, another busy weekend in the FGC. Well, let's kick it off with the Street Fighter League. Uh, the fourth week of that competition took place this past Wednesday, and it was close. Every match was 3-2, and every match saw one person put the team on their back and uh, get either the clean sweep or the OCV. Uh, Nephew pulled it off for Team Frost in their win over Spirit. Uh, Punk once again did it for Inferno to keep that team perfect on the season. And Samurai, for the second week in a row, pulls his team back from the 0-2 deficit to get the win, this time over Team Gale. So if you look at the standings, Punk's, Punk's team Inferno starting to run away with it. Uh, Two-game lead over everyone else. Remember, the top four make the playoffs. The, top, the bottom two teams get relegated from the Pro League. Uh, let's kick it over to the other, the big Street Fighter competition that took place in Houston this weekend. Yes, I am talking about the ESPN Collegiate Esports Championship. Uh -huh. uh, you know, it sucks. You know, it, it this was a big event for a lot of different esports. This was, uh, they had Hearthstone there. They had Overwatch, a bunch of different games, including Street Fighter. And it just happened to be in the same city at the same time as uh, Texas Showdown. So that kind of hurt. Uh, 
hurt viewership, obviously. But uh, congratulations to the team from NJIT taking it over UNLV in the grand final. Uh, Lambden College and Sheridan College rounding out the top four from Canada. So congratulations to all those teams involved. Um, I didn't know that you had a college named after you, Mark. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I just <laughs> saw that. Yeah, uh, and they came in fourth, of course. So yeah, <laughs> that, that totally makes sense. Hey, they, they made they're sound pretty free. free. Yeah, they're pretty free. Sheridan College is free. <laughs> not free to not free to attend. I must add. <laughs> hey, um, collegiate uh, FGC. Is this the first time we see something on this scale? I know that Justin Wong was there and he was doing his thing, helping plug it, and um, it seemed a little bit. Uh, were there any schools of note <laughs> other than Sheridan College? Well, most of the competition was before that. This was just the finals, ah. so it was only these four teams uh, made it. Uh, but I think it was, was it Tega who was there on Team NJIT? Who uh, you may see every now and then on uh, on uh, Next Level. So they had a, a kind of a ringer. I know it doesn't really count as a ringer, but... Uh, Did you, he, do, you, do you know if he played Kage or Akuma? I thought it was Blanca, actually. Oh, okay. Someone was rocking Blanca that week. I, okay. Yeah, I, I was just I was just in and out between a few different things, so I I apologize I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know you saw Blanca, you saw Colleen, you saw you saw a bunch of characters you didn't normally see. That's wild. So, uh, but we also had a couple of events on the Capcom Pro Tour this weekend. One of those was in uh, excuse <clears throat> excuse me Saigon Cup. Uh, that was won by Tokido, who took it over John Takeuchi in the grand final. Uh, the win was Tokido's second of the year. So it's another season for, with uh, multiple wins for Tokido. Seems like he can't, he, he, he always gets it done, especially early. Uh, but John Takeuchi can't be too sad. Best ever finish. Uh, in a Street Fighter V CPT event. So good ju- good early uh, part of the season for him. Uh, you see some of the big names outside of Top 8, Gamer B, Xiao Hai, Oil King for Lauren. Um, a lot of these Asian events are just killers all the way down, so you're going to see a lot of big, big names outside that Top 8. And that's also going to be the case at uh, American events, one of which was Texas Showdown this past weekend. Uh, we saw the first uh, a first timer get the win, JB. Uh, he got his first ever CPT win, uh, taking it over Knuckle Dew in the grand final. Uh, you look at that top six, even uh, when you include El Chicote. If you've been watching the uh, Street Fighter League. All of those names are familiar. Five of the top six are are competitors in the Street Fighter League. Mm-hmm. So so you're starting to see maybe a little bit uh, player like Duel Kevin, who's monster at Marvel, and now we're seeing what he can do in Street Fighter. Moving well, uh, off that, you have Brian F. and Toy in ninth, and then uh, uh, Nephew at 13th. So that like, <laughs> like half of the Street Fighter League is represented like right there, it seems. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, 
just being able to play this all of these high level matches uh on a regular basis or in a row if it was recorded i don't know um you're starting to see that grind pay off uh for these players so congratulations mm-hmm. to jb mm-hmm. uh congratulations to everybody in that this topic. is jb's first ever uh cpt win right first ever yes yeah that's great and a usa top six yeah damn um, it Cyril blast <laughs> well, I mean, that's pretty surprising. Like, okay, so you see these names here, and these are nobody to screw around with. Um, but, like, on that upper echelon, like, win Capcom Cup status, you have Knuckledew in second. And then Problem X, the reigning Evo champ, all the way down in seventh place. So, like, And then all this USA on top. I think this is a pretty good look. He's washed up, Problem X. I'm definitely, yeah. And so is Dude, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, and it was uh, Dude's birthday over the weekend too, if I'm not mistaken. He's 23. Can you believe that? Doesn't that just make you mad, no, Mark? <laughs> I can't believe that. I cannot believe that because I remember being at uh, tournaments in New York where he couldn't drink. We were in there was tournaments in bars in New York, which he would turn up to, and he couldn't drink. And I'm thinking, shit, I'm getting old. Like the years are passing me by. Yeah. Would he have to like hold your hand I to just, get in, and you pretend to be his guardian, or? I, we're not that close. <laughs> no, we, we, we weren't holding hands or anything. So, yeah, no. so, right. so Do is twenty three, right? Yeah, yeah. And and he's a veteran at this point. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's not like some young. Like, obviously, he's a young cat in comparison to me, but he's someone who's been around since the Street Fighter four days, and that is. That phrase is starting to feel like a long time ago. <laughs> and yeah, it's not a decade only ago. that, he was uh, the end of Street Fighter Four. He was potentially the best player in America. Like 2015, he was he was just amazing. And uh, at that time, he wasn't that excited about uh, Five coming in because he was starting to really peak in Four. So I mean, he, he was yeah, he is definitely a veteran. He, I remember interviewing him for Street Fighter Four. He wasn't so great at interviews back then. He's gotten better. He's gotten a little better. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to him uh, teabagging and uh, shade throwing. Yeah, uh, Brent yeah. is cool at one of those last like Wednesday night fights, <laughs> where yeah. he's just like, it's almost it's it's a game in the literal sense, but also I mean, he just has a complete domination on that game. All right, um, what is next on the recap, mi amigo? Uh, we're gonna stay at Texas Showdown. Uh, because it was also part of the Arc Revo World Tour. So you had the big three Arxis games uh, get solid turnouts uh, for one of the final chances to earn points uh, or earn a spot on in the Arc Revo World Tour finals. One player who was able to punch their ticket was Elyon, who took it over Milt Kaicho in the grand final of Blaze Blue Central Fiction. So Elyon joins uh skd uh in representing the stars and stripes uh for arc revo world tour finals for blaze blue uh but it wasn't a bad weekend for mil kaicho either because let's take a look at those uh global standings uh the top player from each game who hasn't already (laughs) won a qualifier gets the automatics gets an invitation so you see beautiful dude and beta dude tied for the league, but Mil Kaicho very, very close. If he makes one more top eight, he could jump into that top spot. 
or if he just changes his name to Mil Kai Cho Dude. <laughs> that, yeah. that, you know, just run, go with one work, what works, man. Yep. Okay. You know these the anime fighters are a little a little lot. They 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 take me back to Street Fighter Four days when not many people were sponsored. There's definitely a bunch of people. You know, I'm no expert on some of these people, but there's definitely a bunch of people who can't make it to every tournament. You know, uh, and it makes you wonder like who what that would look like. Not taking away anything from the players who are on top, but it does make you wonder like who's been able to travel and who hasn't. Because this time last year, Jonah won two back to. Was it this time last year? No, like six months ago, Jonah won back to back Blaze Blue, Central Fiction, and uh, Cross Tag, which I mm. thought was quite a phenomenal achievement. But that guy doesn't get to travel, so it's so that he's not sponsored, you know. Mm-hmm. If only he was on the east or west coast, that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, he would have everything he needs. Um, okay, so what else we got? Steve? Uh, let's kick it over to Guilty Gear. Uh, a familiar name at the top of those standings, uh, Teresa, coming over from Japan to get his third Arc Revo win of the season, uh, taking it over Kid Viper. Uh, but Kid Viper got the win there. Uh, he, he, he got the big win because he finished, he got the automatic qualifying spot since Teresa had already qualified. Uh, also, Bjorn getting third ahead of peppery splash and that is important because if we take a look at the global standings bjorn has a 70 point lead over peppery splash and those two are leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else in the uh race for that north american spot so peppery will have to either make a top eight at ceo or evo to leapfrog him or hope that Bjorn gets an automatic qualifier spot. Everyone else uh, in the North American race would have to get at least two top eights so, in these final events. Um, Steve, if you can just uh, take a second to educate me here a little bit on the World Tour. Uh, it says top player from each region qualifies for the World Tour finals, right? Is it going to yes. be four-man tournament? No, the, uh, the top player on points who hasn't won an event or hasn't ah. earned an automatic qualifying berth. And how come uh, Japan has a quantity of fighters there and Asia only has one? So the four regions are North America, Europe, Japan, and Asia, which is all of Asia excluding players from Japan. Ah. Uh, There are only two Asian players who have or only one or two Asian players in each of these games who have made a top eight because you look at an event like uh, Southeast Asia major, it was pretty much all Japanese players in top eight, except for one or two players who got in. So as of right now, that one person making top eight is in position to qualify, mm-hmm. even though they got seventh, fifth or seventh at one event. Okay. Thank you. Uh, there was one more, uh, Arc Revo event at Texas Showdown, and that was Blaze Blue Cross Tag. Uh, Shinku gets the win over LTL uh, to get the automatic qualifier spot. Not a bad weekend for LTL, though. Even though uh, fell short of winning the event, uh, if we take a look at the global standings, you will see that he is now in first place in the North American race uh, for the Invitational spot. 
offense. So you've got a good chance that he'll be able to hold on and get that spot. But we'll see what happens at CEO. We'll see what happens at Evo. Uh, there is also one more Arc Revo event that just got added to the website. Uh, Fighter Spirit in Korea uh, was not on the website, but it just got added. So that will be one more chance for players to earn points. Speaking of earning points, uh, let and speaking of Korea, Rocks and Roll Korea took place this weekend. It was a master event on the Tekken World Tour, uh, and it was another win for a Japanese player at uh, Korean events. You had Naroma, who got the win two years ago. This year, it's Chikorin, who took it over low high in the grand final to get his first ever Tekken World Tour win. Uh, you see Pecos in third, JDCR rounding out the top four. Another strong weekend for Abel Del Maestro. I am so happy that this guy gets to go out and travel uh, because we saw how good he was at the end of last season where he was only able to go to uh, he was only able to go to Canada Cup uh, and the last chance qualifier because of crowdfunding and the momentum he got from winning the Latin America Master event. But now you're seeing, okay, it's not just him doing it in Latin America. It's not just a fluke. This guy is legit. So I'm really happy to see that. Hold on. Uh, one thing I wasn't quite happy to see, uh, which you were, <laughs> the Summit of Time. Uh, yeah, uh, John, let's 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 commiserate here. So you know, it wasn't a good bet to begin with, and we both <laughs> knew that going in. Uh, the thing is, it sucks because you're going to have to pay up because Efren's here, but if you're not here, you can't claim your prize. And I believe <laughs> we specifically said after the show ended that it would only be the following week where you could claim your prize. So it, it, it happens to be the one time that Mike doesn't show up, but I think uh, I think I dodged a bullet there. Hey, Born, I don't know if you uh, cut last week's episode. However, we had a bet, Sonic Fox versus The Field, uh, uh, for a pizza and uh, the gentleman there to your left uh, thought that uh, Sonic Fox would not be the one to take home the first place prize from some at a time. And they were both wrong. And now they owe us pizza. I wanted to eat my pizza live on the show, but I thought I, I, it would be just better if Mike was here to do that with me. Um, so we're, so I hear what you're saying, John, but I, uh, I'm going to totally disregard it. You're getting them a pizza because I'm eating one next week. You know what I was going to do if I won the pizza? Throw it away. I was going to get a little trash can, and I was going to eat one piece at a time and take a bite and throw it away. Bite, <laughs> throw it away. But we'll never see that now because of fucking Sonic Fox. So. Yeah, because it's Sonic just Fox. cruel. What did the pizza ever do to you? <laughs> yeah, other than uh, bringing nourishment. You guys are sticking up for pizzas now. Huh? Let's, see, let's see the graphic for uh, some of the time. How about that? <laughs> let's do that uh, because Sonic Fox, even though I bet against him, even though Dragon played well, even in defeat, he got 3-0'd, but it was like he should have won a couple of those games. There were just he just had some unchar- uncharacteristic drops right at the end. It it, it was it, it, it didn't look like Sonic Fox was untouchable. Um, he only lost one game in the main tournament, but it didn't look like he was so far ahead of the rest of the field that it wasn't even man it was all download he was just getting high level uh information and toying with people 
and winning. And he even won the uh, the randoms tournament, right? Yep. Mark, did well, you watch I it? I chalk that up to he's Sonic Fox. He must have had the game weeks before everybody else, and that's the only reason he had that edge. Born, did you watch some of the time? I watched uh, bits of it, but I mean, Sonic is just phenomenal. You know, that guy is he now carries an aura around him, which not only do you have to play Sonic Fox, you have to play the the image of Sonic Fox. It's, it, he's not he's not not going to be in your head, right? I don't care who you are, he's going to be in your head. You know, the Justin Wong factor. Yeah, well, kind of like more like the Daigo factor, I think, at this point. You interviewed him back in the day, right? I remember seeing an interview with him and Tokido in it. Yeah, yeah, he made top eight in Street Fighter Five in the first ever Street oh, Fighter Five right. tournament, uh, 2016 final oh, round. Was and he... Uh, he was great. He's a very thoughtful guy and uh, very talkative. And uh, and yeah, I just think uh, he's phenomenal at everything, everything fighting game related. It's just it's ridiculous. The, the, only, the thing I always remember about Sonic Fox was the time that he uh, we had him on. We've had him, I think, twice. And the first time, we were interviewing him. And then, like, he's doing this, right? And it's like, you hear the buttons going, and you're like, dude, are you playing right now during the interview? Yeah. And he's like, well, I thought of something. I wanted to test it out. And, yeah, he's like, but anyway, I'm listening to you. Like, go ahead. Like, I can do more than one thing at a time. Yeah, he's uh, – it's clear that he has powerful brain. All right. Um, so that was the recap uh, I thought Summer Time was great, and we can talk about it here in a little bit after we discuss what to watch this weekend. Well, we, we've got a uh, few choices to uh, pick from. Obviously, the weekly competitions, uh, the E-League, Mortal Kombat Showdown enters week three. Uh, Street Fighter League enters its halfway point on Thursday. Uh, but this weekend, you've got a few big events. You've got Battle Arena Melbourne which is probably going to be the biggest one. It is the only offline CPT event, as well as a master event on the Tekken World Tour. This is sort of uh, the spring stretch where you've got the master event last weekend, master event this weekend, and then next weekend with Combo Breaker, uh, three master events in a row. Uh, But that's going to be this weekend, as is Get On My Level, which will be mostly Smash, but there will be a traditional FGC presence as well. And then Saturday, the Latin America leg of the Capcom Pro Tour kicks off with the uh, Latin America West online event. So Mm. first chance for a lot of players to pick up some points this weekend. Cool. Um, I'm looking forward to all that, but uh, if I'm being honest, can you guess which one I'm most excited about? Game of Thrones. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Clearly. I was going to joke at the top of the show that we were just going to be talking about Game of Thrones this whole thing. We had a really good conversation going prior to the uh, countdown. Um, yeah. And I didn't know that Mark was such an avid Game of Thrones enthusiast slash meme connoisseur. Uh, I'm just there for the memes now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's go back to uh, some of the time for a little bit here. One, I thought it was a fantastic event. Uh, the stream was fun. They added a lot of really cool integrations with the chat, being able to manipulate uh, stuff that would happen on screen. Um, but most, first and foremost, uh, the level of play on display was fantastic, right? And we finally got our first real taste of how good or not good Mortal Kombat is going to be. Um, 
So that's that's the first uh, topic here. How do you guys think uh, Mortal Kombat 11 fared over this weekend, and uh, what does it indicate for its future? And John? Yeah. That, well, this has been something that I've been personally delving into, too, because I've been playing the game, and always in the back of my mind, I'm entertaining. Do I want to try to go the competitive route with this, right? Do I want to answer my locals? Do I want to maybe even travel for this? Right now, I'm kind of leaning towards no, because it's still, like I've said before, is very much... An NRS game, there's a lot of preemptive offense. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a thinking person's game by any means. And a lot of times, though, people will kind of like, you know, make that a binary word. And that's that's not the case. Like, there's a lot to it. Um, but yeah, the, the action was fun uh, this weekend. And it, and it does seem like it, it's a planning person's game, right? You have to observe tendencies and you have to position yourself or be ready for. Um, you know, when someone's going to go low versus high. And a lot of times that's a guess, depending on the character and the situation and such. But um, someone like Sonic Fox that just sees the code in this, like he'll see something happen one time, make note of it, and then figure it out. And if he doesn't know intuitively, he'll go to the training room and figure it out, like while you're interviewing him, right? Uh, so, <laughs> like, but there's, thank you, Mark. There's plenty of stuff. Uh, the, like just watching this weekend, there are plenty of interesting avenues that we could see this game go down. Like I can see the game continuing to develop. And I remember after um, I think it was a Foxy Grandpa played in the losers bracket and wound up losing. And he started out with Kung Lao and did very very well. It was against Tekken Master in their first game. And Tekken Master I think switched characters and ended up bodying him. And uh, amongst a, a few other things that Foxy Grandpa said, he mentioned like. And I'm still, man, I'm still getting used to the characters. I'm still figuring this all out. So as as understood, like as learned as it appeared everybody was, I think there's a ton of information that's still coming down the pike. I mean, how could there not be? This game, if you want to be serious about it, like competitively speaking, you have to just memorize the frame data and you have to memorize the strings and the options that virtually everyone else on this 25-character roster, and it's only going to grow from here, can do. Um, so there's so much to to grind and to download and to learn and to memorize. And I don't even think the, the players, Sonic Fox included, that were at Summit of Time have that all on lockdown by, you know, by a long shot yet. So I say all that to say the game will continue to develop and it's already exciting to watch. Crushing Blows, even though we've seen them a million times at this point, were very hype on stream. It was like, oh, oh, and everyone freaked out every time they happened. The chat got a little bit faster. So it seems like it's off to a really good start. Yeah, my big concern from a viewership standpoint was crushing blows. It did not feel uh, as repetitive as I feared at this point. I'm afraid of will it still feel that way once we get to, like, CEO or Evo or you know, once the game's been out for a few months. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, it, feel, it feels like the game has succeeded in striking that balance between it. it's, it's a little bit closer to other 2D games like a Street Fighter or, or something like that, but it still feels very much like Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. um, from, I, I still haven't had the chance to play it, but at least from a viewership standpoint, it felt like this was a game that that was fun to watch. Mark, have you picked up the game? Have you played it? I'm, I was early and late to the party. So I, I got to do the stress test, which uh, I jumped into, and it felt quite intuitive. I, you know, I'm not a huge NRS fan, but it's probably the best NRS game that I got to play for, for that small amount of time. 
uh, I'm mainly concerned for the content creators because mm-hmm. uh, they're just getting massively demonetized every time they make a video, and <laughs> I feel bad. And also, that's that's a big deal. Like in the grand scheme of things, like you need your influencers to be backing your game. You need all these YouTubers, like you know, like uh, building a community and all that stuff. And if 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 they if they can play Dragon Ball and make money out of it, if they play Street Fighter and make money out of it, if they play something else and make money out of it, they're probably going to end up doing that. To be honest, uh, if they if every time they and Maximilian talks about this all the time, right? Uh, but if every time they upload, like I think Gerald just got demonetized as well mm-hmm, on his latest mm-hmm. late, late, latest video, which is a wonderful one. Wonderful, wonderful video. It's my favorite video he's ever done, apart from the one starring me. Uh, <laughs> but the, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful video on fundamentals. I've sent it to a number of people to get them interested yeah. in fighting games. Uh, I think it's the opposite of telling people that it's easy. It's actually like here's the challenge. This is why it's interesting to play fighting games. But he got demonetized. Uh, I think uh, people are he's he's wondering if it's the three seconds of Mortal Kombat that are in there. Um, so. I don't understand why YouTube can't go, okay, this is monetized for adults and it will have adult advertising mm-hmm. on it, you know, for liquor or beer or whatever the hell. I don't know. You know, just it sucks basically is what I'm saying uh, for everybody involved. And, and you know what's mm-hmm. wild is if you look at the, like if you Google anything Mortal Kombat 11, you'll get like hundreds of hits that each have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of views. Like people, uh, because of its, the popular nature of the game and the franchise as well, this game gets a ton of views. If you look like all fatalities or I react or my girlfriend reacts to uh, gruesome fatality, 500,000 views. Um, and none of those count. Yeah. It's funny because um, I obviously I watch a lot of content creator videos as they figure out new stuff for this game specifically right now. And a lot of people are... <laughs> One Devor is one of the worst characters in the game, but because she has bluish blood, that uh, it seems to fly under YouTube's radar. So everyone's using Devora as a dummy if they're doing any kind of training mode showcasing. And the uh, the names that pop up for her, like YouTube Save Devora, stuff along those lines, are pretty funny. But yeah, it does suck, and it's weird because I don't think that YouTube or that Mortal Kombat 11, it might be the most gratuitous at this level of of what we're seeing, but like. I'm hearing that there's, uh, I think it was specifically in Maximilian's video where he addressed this a few weeks back, like there are other games out there that show pretty gratuitous Mm -hmm. stuff and they're not getting demonetized. So it's a weird kind of time for social media as it has been on a lot of different fronts, you know, politically and all that kind of stuff too. But uh, it sucks that it's affecting the fighting game community, especially with such a successful release as Mortal Kombat right now. And it's funny because uh, this week we actually found out a little bit about why those fatalities were so gratuitous and so accurate. Um, and I don't know if we want to dip into that yet. Well, it, it, we it's weird because like every week we have something like we have a lot of praise for the game. And uh, don't forget that I wanted to talk about Honeybee getting knocked out or having uh, to be removed or DQ'd from the event. But um, every week we have something to say or something comes out about either the grind or the shitty working conditions. And now somebody uh, is reporting to have had uh, PTSD based on having to been forced to watch these gruesome like uh, faces of death type stuff. Uh, I, I can't imagine a situation where your work forces you to do this. But then it's like mm-hmm. this is a Mortal Kombat game and it's research. And of course there might be 
something like this for research. And then on top of that, I've been playing Kotal Kahn, and uh, he's got this one fatality where he like turns into the tiger and like um, like bites your neck out, and yeah. then rips your heart out and crunches it. For some yeah. reason, to me, like the more I watch it, the more difficult it is for me to watch. Like the idea of having your fucking throat ripped out. <laughs> the point is that the game is extremely gruesome. And that's the video game, right? Like, that's the fantasy version of it. Having to see that in real life, I can definitely see it would be traumatizing. Um, anybody who's seen somebody, you know, get hit by a car or shot or fall off a building or something, like, that shit ain't, you know, it shakes you. Um, but, I mean, what is there to say, Steve? Well, uh, or whoever, anybody who has an opinion on this, Mark. Um, yeah, so- I, I, I think, well, first of all, I read the article and, uh, you know, it seemed like it was a combination of things. One is being very, very tired and overworked and also having to watch these things over and over and over and over again because you're animating frame by frame. So there's, I don't think there's anyone here who hasn't had a job where they haven't felt stressed and it doesn't appear in their dreams, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, lucky for us, you know, it's like maybe, uh, you know, we have a dream about, oh, I was late for the meeting, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But these guys are like dreaming about pretty horrible things by the sounds of it. And it, it doesn't sound that far-fetched, uh, to to have to end up seeing a therapist so it's it i will tell you this i'll be very 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 honest uh because you know everyone loves mortal Kombat. it's sort of been with us as we've grown up and i remember when i was saw it in the arcade for the first time ever the first ever mortal Kombat. right mm-hmm. it, it's comical right it it's bloody but it's comical because it's not real photorealistic it's it's trying to be but it's not it's like 16-bit or whatever the sure. hell that first game was. But it's very interesting. As Mortal Kombat progresses, this one in particular, I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, holy shit, man. <laughs> this, is, this shit is pretty, pretty hardcore. Like, it's getting more and more, like, realistic. And I don't know how this is, how people are going to respond, you know, how people are going to respond to it. So, you know, I don't have any answers. Uh, but I would say that if you work on that game, uh, whether you think you're tough or not, I think it is going to creep into your, if you're a normal person, it's going to creep into your psyche. And uh, it makes you start to wonder, like, I don't know what the answer is. Do you need, do you need like a counselor there yeah. for people to just go see and talk to when they're developing the game? Maybe. Because the last, well, thing, the last thing you want is for them to like be seeing all this shit every day and then just one day just flip. You know, and become like a freaking high school shooter or so. I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's a bit scary. Like it's, it, and it, 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 I think it really boils down to, as the years have gone by, it's become more and more realistic. So there is, there do is. Do you a, think? Do you think that? Okay, so you're you're going in to get a job with NRS, and you know that the idea here is to work specifically on a game like Mortal Kombat 11. You know they're going to push the envelope with this. You know what the history of it all is. You got an idea. Um, now, maybe at this point, like this time around, there wasn't like a clause in the contract that you signed that says, you know, you're going to have to potentially watch content like this. And if that shakes you, well, this is part of the job. Maybe that wasn't there. And that's especially bad if that's the case. But I think the fix is just next time there's a clause like that. And then, you know, at least NRS is protected legally. But out of the legal realm and more into just, I guess, like the more moral and social kind of realm. And is there anybody that could potentially be working on this stuff, looking at this stuff over and over and over again, um, where we would say, 
you know, it's okay to, to expose yourself to that? Or is this more along the lines of like, we just default to this kind of content, watching stuff like faces of death on repeat is going to be detrimental and no one should be exposed to that. And obviously I don't expect you guys to have a complete, complete and objective answer to it. But I mean, if, if that's the case, then, then, you know, the future is when Mortal Kombat probably has to go in a different direction. Right. And so, uh, but I mean, I, I really hesitate because on the other side of all this right now, it feels like with where social media is at, everybody's always trying to get out there and, and claim that, you know, someone's being too over the top with this or that or, or abusing somebody else. And it can sometimes it's absolutely true. And then, of course, there's a lot of times where it's not. And you have to filter out where, you know, where's true and where's not. And sometimes it's impossible to do so. I don't know. There's a lot to this where we don't know the specific details. And so it's hard to make a, a case one side or the other. But I guess I'll kind of reel it back and just ask you guys, do you think this is something that just can't continue because exposing people to this kind of content on the regular would just be detrimental no matter who you are? Well, I think it's sort of, you know, we have to point out that by all the reports, they, this isn't the first Mortal Kombat to be bloody uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But if you look at the previous games, you know, when someone got cut in half, their insides looked like basically a steak, mm -hmm. like marbled meat. And this time they went for, you know, that accuracy that it, where it feels less cartoony and more, you know, like actual, like, like they're. There's a rib, there's a kidney, there's the heart, right. there's everything, yeah. It's right, where, you know, it, there are plenty of fatalities in this game that are not as bad on paper as the previous ones, but the, there was sort of a, this air of, in, I don't want to say insanity to it, but it, it was this air of... It wasn't as grounded, right? You couldn't relate, or maybe that's not the right term, but I think I know what you're getting at. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like it, it felt like an extreme version of Tom and Jerry violence, mm. whereas this feels like like a like a photo of actual violence. And that, and that's where it starts crossing that line. Like it, watching a fatality for me doesn't really bother me, but it starts to get into that. I can see how it would bother other people at this point. Do you guys know uh, if, if you've played, like, uh, the AI battles, you can have your, you can, uh, you know, make a character with the specifications that you want, and you can have him do the towers for you, or you can have him do these AI battles for you. And you can fast forward if you hit, for me, having, you know, the PS, the big wide bar on the PlayStation controller. You can fast forward times two, times four, um, and it, like, gets through real quick, right? If they were to implement that into the tournament play for the um, fatal blows and even the fatalities, I think that would be a good idea just to get through that shit. The crushing blows I'm fine with. The fatal blows would take forever. Sorry, I know fatal I can't. Fatal blows take so damn long. Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it. Let me fast forward this. Especially when you're the one getting hit and it was something stupid and you're like, oh, and I got to sit here and hold this for the next like 10 seconds, which turns into 10 eternities very quickly. But don't you think, but don't you think that's part of the psychology? I, I've always yeah. Thought, I've always oh, yeah. Thought, I always thought that characters that have longer animations piss off the opposing player more. Yep. You know, like Street Fighter Five is a good example of like, I don't know, one, one uh, critical art will be really fast and then another one will just 
take forever. You know, like Ken will take forever or something. You just be like, shut. You know, it would just annoy you. Like, <laughs> like, like psychological. I feel like it's part of the psychological. I, I think warfare. it is, but I don't think it was intended to be. And I also don't think it's a good long-term look for a game, especially yeah. when we're talking about esports, where it's cool the first time. It's cool the first five times. And I even said earlier, people are really responding well to at least crushing blows, which are much quicker. But when you've seen that stuff a hundred times, it starts to become a Bardock level three super. And all of a sudden you got people that are like, yeah, I don't know. And it starts to become a weight against your game as far as audiences are concerned. Right, right, right. As far as audience is concerned. I get it. I get it. Okay. Um, Summit of Time. We had a DQ. And it's still a mystery, if I'm not mistaken. We don't know why it happened other than uh, he was involved in an altercation. Do we have the... Well, he's watching too much violence. <laughs> Tim Honeybee Commander. I thought the Canadians were passive. He must not have gone to Sheridan College. Um, <laughs> quote, I made a mistake and broke the summit of time rules. I got into an altercation with another player. It was my fault, and I take full responsibility for my actions. They have disqualified me from the event for my misconduct, and unfortunately I will not be able to participate in the bracket today. I understand this was necessary. I'd like to have this opportunity to apologize to all my fans, the rest of the players at the event, Summit, Beyond the Summit, and Beast Coast. Uh, I promise to learn from this mistake and that it won't happen again. Um, damn, that sucks. I remember thinking, I was like, what? Come on, man. Like, why would you do this? It's such a cool opportunity. Uh, but it seemed like everybody was like super chill about it. And I'm like, all right, no big deal. Um, do you guys have an opinion on that? Or should we just move on? I mean, uh, I don't. Go ahead. Tweedy probably did a fatal blow and he got mad and said something or did something and there you go. You think that's what, what? it was? Like they were playing casuals and somebody got salty? What else could it have? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it was. So, But that was my first guess. Uh, one thing I should mention that uh, as a follow-up to this, he tweeted, quote, one thing I wanted to add is that ju is just that myself and the other player are 100% cool. Uh, yeah. I apologize to him personally. And there is no ill will of hard feelings, etc. And if it was up to him, I would not have been DQ'd. So at least oh, wow. from his perspective, sounds like it just got heated and it's over. And hopefully that's all it is. Because we don't need any excuse for E-League to bust out the Renacops again. All right, let's bang out a couple more Mortal Kombat uh, related <laughs> topics here. And then we'll... Uh... I'm still offended by that. I know people are like, you don't need to be offended by that. When it was uh, K-Brad and Wolfcrone on that E-League thing. That, to me, was in poor taste. Anyway, we're not going to rehash that old one. Um, so Mortal Kombat, dang, where to go? Should it be best of three or best of five? Should, um, oh, wait, the other topic was uh, the Mortal Kombat movie is happening. Let's get hype. How many people got hype when they saw that, like, the official release trailer for Mortal Kombat 11 that used the movie soundtrack on it? Did that do for you what it did for me when I heard it for the first time? You mean the the Nasty instead one. of the whatever it was original Twenty One Savage. Twenty One Savage. I'm still trying to forget the Twenty One Savage one. Did you watch that I movie in theaters? Like, you change, it was like number something, but yeah. Mark, when that movie came out in theaters, did you watch it in theaters by any chance? Oh no, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I definitely saw it on video or something like that, VHS or. You know what? Do you even, you guys even remember B Betamax? Of course. Beta Betamax. Or, we call it Betamax. We called it before my time. Me too. Yeah. See, that's how old I am. I, uh, I, probably, I probably watched it on Betamax. I uh, I remember I convinced my parents to let us watch it, my brothers and I, 
I snuck in. My 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 two older brothers would always get to go to the PG thirteen and R rated movies, and I never got to go, but I tricked them into this one. And then I even went and got the soundtrack. I remember at Best Buy, I got a compact disc. You remember those? Um, <laughs> like, it was great. Those, and those I still <laughs> to this day I still love that movie. It's fantastic. It's got some good performances. It's like they know what it is, but they're still taking it seriously. Unlike uh, say. Uh, the Street Fighter movie where only Raul Julia was pretending to give a shit. Um, and, and and they've tried to remake it before. They've done like uh, like web, like web, web, web episodes. So. There, of course, there was the regrettable and forgettable Mortal Kombat 2 movie. But this is a brand new uh, reboot. It's got James Wan uh, producing, not directing. If you don't know who he is, he's worked on quite a few movies, and I'm going to tell you what they are right now. Usually does horror, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me see if I can get a list of his movies. That, that was the thing that drew my attention the most. Oh. Uh, the seeing the combination of James Wan and Mortal Kombat, I go, that sounds like something that needs to happen. So I am actually excited, but only on that level, and you know, I'm, I'm reserving judgment outside of that. So uh, he, these are movies he's a producer directed. He directed Aquaman, but The Conjuring, Insidious, The Curse of La Llorona. I know Born Free was very excited about that one. Saw, The Nun, Annabelle, The Conjuring, Furious 7, arguably the best one. Uh, Dead Silence, on and on and on. Insidious, Annabelle, Jigsaw, uh, the Saw movies. I mean, a he, He's had hits and misses. He's had like, <laughs> he's, did he do the first Saw? I'm not sure. I, I, let me check. James Wan Saw. Because it's like he'll have that, but he'll also have Saw 32, which yeah, he is not directed as good, it. right? So he directed. He's hit and miss. It'll be it'll be interesting, but uh, I might check it out. I'll, I might check it out when it comes to DVD or compact disc or whatever it's called. Uh, All right. Did y'all see this casting call list? Yeah, tell me about that. I, I was I saw it. So these are they're looking for people to fill these roles. Is this official? Uh, oh, this they're gonna is... get Ronda Rousey for Sonya. Uh, According to the hashtag show, this is uh, the casting call that they have put out. A couple of notes. Lord Raiden, 14 years old. (laughs) How y'all feel about that? Uh, That that, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Maybe I don't know my law, but I don't get it. No, it's they're, they've you, you're fine. Raiden's always always just been the god of thunder and lightning, and he's always been Christopher Lambert's age, whatever that happens to be at any given time. But uh, never have we had a young Raiden. Oh well, okay, there is Kid Raiden, Kid, <laughs> Kid Thunder, was it? Kid Lightning, Kid Thunder in Mortal Kombat Two Friendship. So there's that. Maybe they're going that route. But this really smells like they're just doing some crazy twist on the story. And they're doing some young Raiden, or it's some kid named Jin that turns into Raiden. Who knows? And now I have a little bit less faith in this movie. Okay, but what well, about Dramen being? They've, in it? Maybe they've already cast the older Raiden. Maybe they have two versions of Raiden. Uh, maybe they've already cast the older Raiden. Yeah, there you go. See, that's 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 interesting thought there. They need also, him as a kid. Also, no Jarek. Oh, yeah, so, no Jarek, yeah. no watch. But there is right. Dramen. Dramen. No Scorpion. No Sub Zero. Now, and Rico there. Rico is there. That's what. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be in the movie. They could be uh, characters that are already cast. They could be CGI. We don't know. But as of right now, they're not looking for a Sub Zero or a Scorpion. I, I, I... And who's yeah, the big bad? Shang right. Tsung, I guess, would be the big baddie there. Um, 
I don't see any other major villains here. Melina's there. Uh, Kano's there. Uh, of course, Shang Tsung. Cole Cabal. There. Oh, and the Overseer, who should be in the late 80s. Okay. Oh, Cole Turner is the... Uh, let me read you the uh, bio of Cole Turner. This is also from the Hashtag Show. Okay. Whoa. The Mortal Kombat reboot will focus on a brand new character named Cole Turner. <laughs> Cole Cole is a Philadelphia boxer that is recruited by a prophecy chaser to compete in a fantastical tournament, the outcome of which determines the fate of Earth and its inhabitants. I hope he dies Are in you his not first match. Hype? First <laughs> match, good. fatality. They just uppercut him, and it's like the brutality of his head just pops off. That'd be great. Um, okay, I think we've uh, we've uh, tapped the well dry here for uh, for Mortal Kombat topics. I got a good one for you guys to bring to. Oh, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Steve's got more. I, one thing about Summit of Time, uh, Dakota Cox, who was one of the hosts of Summit, put out a poll after the tournament was done to say what game should we do next. Mm. Uh, the choices were Street Fighter Five, Tekken, Marvel Two, and other. And Marvel 2 won with nearly half the vote, and there were about 15,000 votes cast. So what do you guys think of the possibility? Not not to say that this is going to happen, certainly, but the possibility of an older game getting an event like a Summit uh, for something like a Marvel 2. It would be hype as hell, and it would be great. You can just imagine the talent lineup uh, from the commentators to the competitors your Justin Wong's, your Yipes. I mean, it would be a lot of fun. You can't deny that. And I think it's it, it would be a good a good test to see what this does. And I know they've done similar kind of things. Yipes did one not too long ago, like a few months back, where he had a Marvel 2 kind of event and mm-hmm. invitational, you know, from his from his home or whatever in New York. Um, but usually some of the time, the summit, you know, uh, uh, events are more modern things and uh this i I think it's good i think i hope it comes to fruition and i hope that we get to kind of use it as a barometer to see what kind of stuff marvel 2 is still capable of because there are plenty of uh, instances like you look at uh cooperation cup they had like what like 500 teams or something like that or 500 people something along those lines enter uh there certainly are audiences for this and there are people that want to see it um, I'm not certain that that's the case for Marvel 2, but I'm pretty sure. So that would be great. And it would, it would be great on a lot of levels. Okay. Uh, any other opinions on that, guys, before we move on to a very exciting segment, uh, segment that we call Block Grab? Uh, I mean, I, I just, I don't know if the Mar- the Mar- you know, I don't know, man. The Marvel 2 thing, like, is, <laughs> is hype, but I just don't think people are, are playing at their... Uh, you know, the the gods of Marvel Two haven't probably haven't played Marvel Two for ten years or something. You, you know, know like, I, I, I hear where you're coming yeah. from, Mark. But uh, I remember it was Street Fighter Twenty Fifth Anniversary Tournament, which, as I stated last week, uh, kicked off in that tour kicked off in Austin, and they had like Third Strike up um, during like warm up type uh, situation up on the stage, and like Ricky got up, Justin Wong got up, I think even Flo got up. And it was hype as hell. So maybe they weren't playing as sharp as they did, but it didn't yeah. take long to shake off the rust. And again, like I said, it was just so exciting to watch. It really was a lot of fun. So I, I think that there might be something there. Well, I hope that they don't they don't have to get Capcom and Marvel's approval because that might be hard. No, GG's then. 
so as we transition into block graph, though, uh, Mark, I don't know if you're aware, if you've seen the show fairly recently, but we have this little animation. And uh, but we don't have any sound clip for it. So the introduction to block grab is always us just making sounds, whatever we feel like this one day uh, to go along with the intro. But I think uh, I speak for everyone when we say that. Well, when I say that we should probably take a step back and let you do the honors this time. So wait, 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 wait. I feel like I'm being no, no, no. When the block grab intro comes up, you just make whatever comes onto your heart. And you make those noises, and you'll lead us into this next segment. It's basically uh, a raging demon, so just do your best raging demon impression, or whatever you think might be more appropriate, really. I don't even see it in time. I'm gonna see it in. No, 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 no. You're gonna see it just when we see it. And a matter of fact, here it comes. What grab? (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. That's perfect. Nailed it. Ten out of ten. If we'll record that and just use it from now on. (laughs) All right. Uh, For tonight's block grab, and this will be our last Mortal Kombat topic officially, uh, I don't know if you caught this video that some of the time peeps put out. It's basically unused, uh, less popular characters from the Mortal Kombat uh, franchise. These guys were left on the the chopping block. Let's take a look at the first character that we're going to block grab on, and this is actually uh, Mike's idea, so I'm sure he's miffed that he's missing it, but here we go. This is cinnamon. Can the chat hear the? Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> the announcer says it, it's like cinnamon. Yeah, I uh, I did I don't have the audio on it, but um, so that's cinnamon. He's one of the forgotten ninjas. Um, he throws he spits cinnamon at you. <laughs> the, the cinnamon cough. It, it, it's like not even a spit. It's more like a cough, which is way great. That's amazing. So I, I think playing as cinnamon would be a challenge. <laughs> here, let's watch it again. I put it on loop here. All right, so here we go. It's got some cool poses. Tickle move. He spits the cinnamon. <laughs> uh, so block and grab, block or grab uh, with any kind of dis- uh, uh, discussion around it that you'd like. Starting with you, Mark. Block or grab on cinnamon. Wait, what does that even mean? What do you want me to do? If you block it, you're Sorry. like, I don't want this character ever to see the light of day. If you grab it, you're oh, like, it's a shame well, that I've this character's not already. Some of, I've seen some of the other characters that might be coming up, so I guess I would block that guy. <laughs> you could try. It's hard to block Cinnamon. <laughs> it's like, what are his powers? Like, he can eat a teaspoon of Cinnamon. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. I mean, I'd, I, I would brag about that. Um, okay, block or grab on Cinnamon. John, I was impressed. I, I the uh, the cinnamon spit slash cough got me. So I'll, I'll go ahead and grab on cinnamon. Plus the the variation potential which you could do with this, like the fireball or the toast crunch, or <laughs> man, there's there's a lot of places you can go with it. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab. Steve, what do you got, bud? Man, I, his cinnamon spit. The startup on that is just so damn slow. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's an important tool to him, and it's such a bad tool. I don't think he makes the cut, so I've got to block. <laughs> All right, then let's move on to our – I'm sorry, Elon. Block or grab on cinnamon? No, he's going to pass. What about sashimi? <laughs> that's sub-zero with a – Like, no. Just No. <laughs> Mark, block or grab on uh, sashimi? Uh, I just think he's a bit slow and out of shape, so <laughs> I'm going to go with block again. 
Block this, is not, this is not my type of character at yeah. all. <laughs> John, block a grab on sashimi. If all he did was lay on his side and flail, I would have grabbed. But I don't even like sushi or, or any of this kind of stuff. Uh, he looks fairly uninspired. Someone just had that head and said, let's make a character out of it. So I'm going to block. Steve? That back swim is just so bad. It, I don't think it would even juggle in the corner. Like, <laughs> come on. If you're going to give me a character, you already gave us Reptile. Don't give us another character with terrible tools. Block. Speaking of Reptile, <clears throat> wait, what about Erectile? All right, this is the one. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> yeah, you're a fan of Erectile? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mark, block or grab on erectile. Oh, fucking grab! I mean, look at his look. Look how look how well. Look, first of all, I think you can see half a ball bag in that first <laughs> like, uh, first section. Which, which, which is, like when he's swinging, wow, which, which, that would that would totally put your opponent off like in a in an instant. And then the second move is so like. <laughs> He's so dedicated. Like, look at the look at the way his arms and his legs move at the same time. Like the perfect form. Like this is this is someone who trains hard. So like, oh, he trains hard, all right. This, this would be this. He train. He definitely trains hard. He trains. He trains so hard, and he's so erect at the end. He's so erect at the end. Perfect form. Perfect form. All right, John. Can you block or grab on erectile? You know all of those points that. Uh, Mark just made were very valid and correct, but <laughs> I, you had me at dick jokes. Like I was gonna grab, grab from there, grab the dick jokes. Absolutely. So I'll yeah, no further explanation needed. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take erectile. Okay, uh, you're grabbing erectile. Um, unless there's a dysfunction here, um, what do you got, Steve? Um, I god damn it. Um, <laughs> look, the layback move is such a good anti air. Uh, <laughs> is almost gone. Yeah. It's like the one in the middle. Oh man. Um, it's got the a real thing big I like about erectile is that <laughs> he has such good pokes. Really good. <laughs> I. I've, I got a grab. I got a grab. All right. So I think that's a resounding grab on erectile. Um, you got six hands grabbing erectile right now. <laughs> a bunch of cochinos, guys. All right. Um, this one, now I'm going to skip over to this one right here. This is Utera. She's got a ball and chain, and at the end of that chain is a baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. So, uh, what are her fatalities going to be? I don't know. I don't want to. No, we're not going to talk about what her fate's out. Are we talking about Georgia right now? Like, no, no, let's not do that at all. She's got, I mean, it looks like she has the opposite of a fatality. Instead of killing somebody, she gives birth. So she I'm actually, pretty she sure actually, that baby just went flying off the end of that chain, Mark. Right, right. But, that, but, but, but she's giving life. She's, I mean, as long as it lands and it rolls, uh, you know, it does a little barrel roll. You know, like uh, like a like a real champion, then it should be fine. We're counting on a newborn to barrel roll. I mean, we're in the Mortal Kombat universe here. That child could be very gifted. You don't know. <laughs> you guys just showed this to us to a stream chat. You know what's happening in the stream chat right now? What? I can't even read these things. 
<laughs> it says the baby roll is plus 12 on block. John, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. Block or grab on Utera. <laughs> Me? It doesn't mark, mark grab or block. Me? Oh, yeah. uh, grab. Of course. <laughs> plus, Pardon I mean, me. If, if it really is plus 12 on block, I'll take that. <laughs> She's like collector, but with a baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we were talking earlier about how Mortal Kombat kind of crosses the line. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that's in the fatality department. Utera is already doing that with where she stands right now, but we're going to get into brutalities and like reverse birth fatalities and stuff <laughs> like that. And I think that uh, I'm going to draw the line before we get there. So I'm going to block. Okay. Steve. Um, first of all, is that chain supposed to be the umbilical cord? I, I, yeah. I'm not getting that. Um, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think the big thing to keep in mind is <laughs> Utera is only available nine months after you unlock Erectile. <laughs> <laughs> so I think since I've grabbed Erectile, I have to grab Utera. Okay. Right on. Moving on. Next one here would be... Oh, this one was Mike's favorite. He would have grabbed on this all day. Milk. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> this is actually... Oh, never mind. I was, I'm wrong. It's not right. What do y'all think of milk? Would you block or grab on milk? He's just slow. <laughs> but he's strong, and he's good for your bones. I mean, like, getting whacked over the head with a bottle of milk is probably going to hurt, for sure. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, but he's just a bit slow for me. That's all. Do you think that um, I was trying to make a joke about Utera and breastfeeding and then milk, but I lost it. I got lost in there somewhere. So that's a block for milk on Mark. Uh, John, what do you got? Oh man, we've got cinnamon milk. Where's the toast crunch, right? Like, uh, and also, I know there's a joke to be made about him being able to drink a gallon of milk in less than an hour, and also. <laughs> I don't really like milk that much, uh, just in general. So, oh, but the variations, you can do like almond milk, cashew <laughs> milk, and all this stuff, and you could have fun with that. Mother's no, I'm milk. still going to block. I still think it's stupid. Okay. Steve, block or grab on milk? See, here's the thing. Um, you look at his moveset. He's got three moves. All of them are <laughs> slow, and two of them have the exact same hitbox. It's like... Okay, I'm going to get you high high with the arms, and then I'm going to get you high with slightly different arms. Like, like we're already in palette swap territory. Now we're talking about move swap territory. Come on. Um, the only possibility for me grabbing milk would be if uh, there was a black guy named Chocolate Milk that was available as an as a uh, alternative. That would be, and his moves were identical but everyone swears they're completely different what if they have a sean penn do his uh do his voice acting <laughs> oh, i'm not sure why i don't get it oh god sean penn one of the greatest actors of our time oh of, of ours or any time yeah uh, sean penn was the lead in the movie about i think it's harvey milk oh got it now oh, i get the reference oh god we're going we're going deep with the. You rest. guys laugh at my joke and not even get it. That's all. Uh, no, I said I don't wait, get wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. And two, I, thanks I for being got, good friends. 
I got the joke. <laughs> I got the joke immediately because I know how your brain works. And I was like, I was like, nah, nah. That's funny. All right. Well, what about our last character here? And then we'll be done with block grab. And that's Bong Lao. Enjoy the animation first. See what he does. Does it come back? The hat has to come. Damn. There, it's back. No. Um, so blocker grab on uh, the chillest of Laos. That's Bong Lao, Mark. Well, I would call him Born Lao for a start. Uh, that, <laughs> I would rename him. And, I'm uh, not laughing uh, at that joke. No, no, it's not. It's not a joke though. That's the thing. So <laughs> the hat throwing is really dope, right? Because what's happening is you duck the hat, but then you get smoke in your face. So I actually like this move. I think it's it's like. It's like it's not even a 50-50. It's just a hundred percent. You're gonna get hit. So <laughs> I, I, I'm all in for Bong now. I, I'm grabbing. Bong... Do you think he's legit smoking real weed right there? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. I, I mean, he's a hundred percent yes. This is I mean, in California, right? Why, why else do we have milk? <laughs> More of an orange juice guy, but um, yeah, like Bong, rip your head off, uh, cash your life in i'm trying to think of uh bong related or weed related uh fatalities or names what do you got john this is a family show <laughs> i forgot uh, about that yeah you're right you know i don't feel like this is a very i think they could have done so much more with this character for the sake of the joke so i'm a little bit disappointed i'll still grab on principle but do better next time please <laughs> uh steve my problem with bong lao <laughs> Is that <laughs> is that if you play if you decide to main him, you can't just out and out main him. You can play him in certain states. <laughs> in certain states, he's got to be a pocket character, and in some states, you can't even. He, he's deleted from the character select screen. That's just way too much to put the on a player. Same thing track. goes for uh, every every single character. What was your name? Utera. No, no, it goes for every single combat, every single character in Mortal Kombat who likes to kill people with fatalities. No, no, that's that's pretty much the, the legality of those characters is pretty much the same across the board. We're talking about taking away Bong Lao's best tool, and if you take the Bong from Bong Lao, what are you left with? Lao. <laughs> Who's going to be afraid of Lao? Nobody. I don't know. Nobody's man. afraid of Lao. That's a block. All right, guys, we're going to um, cleanse now the palate. The important questions have been answered. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cleanse the palate of Mortal Kombat 11 with our own our lone Street Fighter Five topic of the night, and then we're going to finish the show off talking to Bourne about some of the cool content he's been putting out and some of the content that he put out that took a massive testicular fortitude to do so. And I look forward to that conversation. But first, Street Fighter Five. Some people had given up. We're not getting any announcements. There's no new characters. This game is on its last legs. It's in the best state that it's been. So enjoy it. Um, and then Ono, in a quite Ono-esque uh, fashion, put out a tweet. Or this was maybe from an article. I can't remember. Um, uh, this was a tweet. It was a tweet. It was a tweet. Okay, and this is this is what he had to say. I fully understand what you'd like to want to new information about Street Fighter V's new season, so I have a lot of 
request about releasing Street Fighter V new contents from World Warriors. Could I please ask you to wait a little longer? Thank you for your understanding. As I said before, we'll continue to develop Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Please support our eSport event, CPT 2019, Street Fighter League. Until then, next time we meet, let's watch Blanca's Pocket with Smile. So, I mean, even as trolly as he's been in the past, that to me seems like a confirmation that, yes, we're getting some more content for Street Fighter V. My question to you, gentlemen, is are you still as excited for it as you once were? Um, does this reinvigorate you? Do you think, like, too little, too late? Who gives a shit? Where are you at? John, you put your hand up. Yeah. Um, so I don't think – I think this is very important that Ono did this, right? Because it, it, at the very least, it shows an acknowledgement, and it's something that the Street Fighter community has wanted because we've been going without DLC content, uh, uh, you know, DLC character content for like five months now. And that's been one of the things that we've talked about the most. And um, the way they've set up expectations for this game is very important and significant in the way that the consumers consume, right? And they've set up expectations where we wanna know what's on the horizon, who's coming out, what, you know, have something to talk about in that particular vein and Capcom hasn't delivered. So at the very least, well, it hasn't, consistently delivered and hasn't done so in recent times very well. So Ono doing this, first of all, acknowledges, and that's nice to have. But it isn't news really to any of us, because I don't think any of us were thinking when when they said, we're doing things differently, that was the way they were going to ultimately communicate, we're not doing DLC characters anymore, right? I think it would have been more clear, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not going to, well, we're just doing things differently, and that means we're not doing, no, of course not. So we all expected more characters to come eventually. So that part isn't really news. Um, what I do feel like right now is that Capcom really should expedite the process as quickly as possible because, um, because of the way expectations are set up. It's true that we're really enjoying the game. It's fun to watch Street Fighter League. It's been fun to watch the Pro Tour. I think people are having a lot of fun. I don't think it's perfect, but it's, it's in the best place it's ever been, and it's pretty damn good. Um, but because that like back-of-the-mind expectation is still there uh, for these characters, every single day that goes by where that doesn't happen, the hype ceiling for when it actually does happen, I think, is lowered a little tiny bit. And so the longer it takes for whomever it is to come out, the, the less of an impact it's going to have. Uh, that, that's kind of how I view it. Mark, you um, made a splash on predicting what was coming to Street Fighter games, for example. Um, mm -hmm. I think you, I, I recall when you were on the show last, you told us that uh, at the time Matt Dahlgren, who was uh, heading that team, even hit you up and asked you who your source was when you said that the next character was going to be Middle Eastern. Uh, in, oh, yeah. in reference to Rashid, <laughs> yeah. um, so so I mean, you have I think a unique opinion on this, or you've had experience with this, or it's been part of uh, what brought you on the scene. What do you think about not only like the cycle of hype, but the way this one's been handled, or anything that you might have on your mind about this? Uh, I would just say that I'm a bit a little unsure. Okay, look, this is this is uh, this is a tough one because I love Ono. I really, really do. Uh, but uh, I'm really confused about what he's, you know, like what, what it is that Ono does now. You know, he, he recently tweeted, I'm leaving America. Uh, it didn't. And every time he tweets something important, it's really weird that he doesn't have someone just kind of uh, reword it 
a little better in mm -hmm. English. You know, Daigo has somebody who tweets in English. Uh, I think Fudo does now. Like a lot of these top Japanese players and, and personalities have somebody, you know, write their tweets for them. Uh, and I know it just kind of writes these tweets and we're left, not we're kind of left wondering like what they mean. And part of it is because of, of his broken English, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and props to him because like I can't speak any Japanese, think it's amazing and all that stuff. But at the same time, I saw this tweet and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I felt like it moved very quickly into the territory of please watch our esports, mm -hmm. right? So I'm still confused. Like I, I'm kind of like, he's kind of like saying, there's, I, I understand you're frustrated about, and you've been asking about a new season. Uh, uh, I, I, I understand that. Uh, please be patient and make sure you watch our esports. And so to me, I'm, I'm a little bit like still very confused. You know, still very, very, very confused. I didn't feel like it was a confirmation of anything. Um, and whereas normally I used to jump on anything that Ono had to say, uh, because there was a time period where he was specifically giving out clues mm -hmm. for characters at the beginning of Street Fighter Five. But nowadays, uh, um, I don't know, man. I'm just a, a bit confused by that tweet. Uh, I'm concerned that another tweet like that is going to appear in about three months. Mm. And it's just going to keep repeating until they go, here's Street Fighter Six. Uh, that's my that's my worst concern. Um, so I, I I don't know that that tweet has confirmed anything for me. Mark, uh, what, what would be like? Oh, they nailed it! Yes, I'm back on board. What what would it have to be for you to be like? This was. A I win. mean, look, the game is what it is, right? And uh, you either accept it or you don't at this point. So, like, I play it, I stream it. I enjoy it. Uh, I have my criticisms of it uh, as well, but you know, ultimately, I have my own enjoyment of it. And mm -hmm. if if you need new characters at this point to bring bring you back into the game, like every month, like it's like oh, I'm done now. Oh, there's a new character. Let me come back. Oh, I'm done now. Oh, there's a new character. Let me come back. Then there's a problem. Um, so. Yes, I'd love to see new characters. I'd also love to see them uh, really hit a home run with a new fighting game, mm. to be honest. I'd love to see, you know, after watching, uh, seeing Devil May Cry's success, seeing Resident Evil, uh, you know, Resident Evil, just, oh my God, game of the year for me, you know, mm. like, just what an amazing game. And, and, you know, I think Monster Hunter as well, after seeing the success of those franchises, I just want them to hit, and after seeing the failure of Marvel, I just want to see them hit a home run. Uh, with the launch of a new fighting game. Uh, that's where my head is at, really. And if it takes time to do that, it takes time to do that. And in the meantime, I'm quite happy to play Street Fighter V and all the other fighting games that are out there at the moment. So that, that's where I'm at. Really, really quick in response to something you said. I agree with what you said about how if it takes a new character coming out for you to get hype about the game, then there's something wrong. It's like, yes, but I don't think it's that simple because there's someone like me who I do not give a shit if a new... I, I don't care if Goken comes. In fact, I, I don't really want Goken. Bullshit. Probably not... Right. No, no, there's, <laughs> I, I wrote an article on it because I don't think there's a whole lot of time left and I don't really want to try to make a transition to a new character and all that stuff. Like, I'm, I'm personally very content with where the game's at. I'm still every day hoping wins the new DLC because of what I was getting at earlier because it's going to help 
the general appearance and, and atmosphere and, and like identity of Street Fighter V because they've set themselves up in this stupid way to be like, we're, we're a game as a service. We're continually developing this until we're not. And there's still, there's still that expectation and it's not being met. And that sucks. And it's, and it's hurting the game. It's like something's dragging on the ground behind it. And it's, it's hurting its potential. So because of the way it's set up, I think it's significant that new characters come out um, beyond just that that's what's going to get people to play the game. I think it's just because that's what's going to make people feel like Capcom is holding up their end of the bargain. I, I, for me, I don't think it's the release of characters. You know, this tweet, they say explicitly that they're working on something. Um, you know, we've, we've heard from, uh, from the European office that there's stuff in the pipeline. So, yeah, there's stuff coming. What I'm more concerned about, I, I'd rather, what if anything comes out, that it comes out good rather than it comes out fast. So I'm yeah. fine with waiting. All I want to know personally is just let us know. You know, if, if you say, hey, we're not focusing on characters this season or at least the early part of the season, uh, we're going to create more content and then uh, we may have characters later on down the line. That's fine. I think what a lot of people are just frustrated with was we had this period where Capcom didn't communicate with its fan base well. And then season three, where it seemed like they knocked it out of the park in terms of communication, delivering on expectation of what that. And then when Ka when Kage gets announced, they say, we're doing things differently this year. We can't wait to share the details with you. And five months later, they still have not shared the details with us. It, it, it's not the amount of content, for at least for me and from some of the other people I, I've talked to. It's the not knowing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the atmosphere that they've created and then not done the most efficient approach in said atmosphere. And it but, sucks, you, but... but you kind of have to play that game because, you know, when, you're, when you've got a new character, you get attention. And when you've got 15 other fighting games that are fighting for Spotlight, I mean, we've got, what, 23 games at Combo Breaker? If, if you want some of that Spotlight, you got to play the, the new shiny game. Or at least play the game of, oh, we got a new shiny thing. Mm. Guys, um, we could talk about this all day. And we've gone long on our topics, and uh, we're going to have to go a little bit long tonight because I really wanted to talk to Mark about something that... Um, and I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your ass, and I hope you don't take this or, or feel like, oh, we're just going to, you know, laud you with praise here. But uh, I think that when you're in a... In not your, your best self or you're not in the best place you've been... Uh, not only is it difficult to come out of it, but it's probably even more difficult to then tell people about it or to reach out to people about it and say, hey, guys, this is where I'm at, and, and, and I want to share something with you my, of myself. So to me, um, man, I can't, I think, adequately explain uh, how impressed I am by uh, people who have the balls to do this. Steve, not to uh, bring you up again, but I mean, you've done this on numerous occasions and I've always been so proud and impressed of, of the ability to do this. And Mark, uh, you did this recently. And um, one, I want to, I guess, start by asking, what was it? What you were like, I have to do this video. And of course, the first one was, I can't do it anymore. And obviously you were talking about 
creating content on various platforms and making a living off of it. And then you talked about a whole lot of other stuff too. Um, I know I threw a lot at you here, but uh, again, my question was, what made you decide that you needed to do this video? So I did two videos. The first one was just basically an update on me. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I, I, you know, YouTube is a bitch these days. So I gave it a bit of a provocative title and uh, and thought about really the video was like it, what it should have said was channel update, you know, but, <laughs> but no one watches the videos that say channel update. Right. So I was like, all right, let me make this thumbnail of Twitch beating the shit out of YouTube and uh, uh, which is true. Uh, YouTube's a, a pretty uh, hard place to be uh, in regards to every time we say the word hard now, all I can think about is that fucking <laughs> character. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't, I made the video because I wanted to explain to people that, you know, there was some misconceptions, I think there were some misconceptions about me uh, I felt when I read comments and things. And, um, sometimes you just let that rock and you're just like whatever but then there was bigger conversations about um the grind and like west coast and east coast and where people who who actually are putting in effort and people who are not putting in effort and stuff like that and i was just like thinking to myself well, i went missing the whole winter and i i feel like i have to explain that to people particularly you know as i started streaming because people you know give you money a subscription and all that stuff and and uh, I just thought, you know, for a long time, I've really wanted to not really talk about me as much as I've wanted to just uh, sort of explain some things that I've learned along the way. And they are, everyone's different. Um, and But I just felt that maybe um, if I made a bigger, this was the second video, I made a bigger video about depression. Uh, which it kind of included uh, anxiety and ADD, which are the three main things that sort of cross over for me. Mark, and if I may just interrupt for a second, because uh, in the first video you said, if people want me to do that video uh, about depression, I'll do it. And if it helps one person, yeah. um, you're maybe being um, maybe self-deprecating or, 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 or diminishing maybe the importance of it by saying that, like, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. What was the response? Oh, the response was do it. <laughs> the response was like, please, please do it, please do it, please do it, please do it. So, uh, so I did it. And uh, when I started doing it, I didn't realize I'd been thinking about doing it for years, to be honest. Um, because whenever I looked for help when I was when I was first diagnosed with depression, I couldn't find it. Nowadays, it's much easier to find, to be honest. Uh, but I, when I did the video itself i actually had to redo it about 25 times because i was i would get very angry and i'm not i don't usually get angry but a lot of memories stirred up of you know people that gave me bad advice and people that thought they knew it all and people who who just told me just take the pills this is like diabetes you have a chemical imbalance all this shit right that the that me personally uh i just couldn't accept so um you know, like making the video itself was very, very hard for me. And, uh, and it's something that I don't ever want to do again. And I, I kind of just want it to exist and be there. And then I just, I want to move on and do, do what I want to do, which is what I outlined in the first video, which is like content. Uh, but I, 
one of the sorry it sounds like i'm rambling a lot about different things but the first video was very much about this idea that i've i've got stuck in limbo and that limbo is where a lot of people are with the fgc which is it's going to take off at any moment and we're all hanging around waiting for it to take off and all the hard work we've put in we're all going to grow together and it's going to be amazing and the fgc keeps going up a bit and then it comes down a bit and then teams pull out and then teams come in and you're sort of stuck in this limbo place and i the content that i do is like long form interviews and it's like i haven't quite cracked the code of how to uh you know make some form of money with that because youtube is going down the toilet and then you go on twitch for like five minutes and you get two subs and you're already making more money than you're making with the interviews and so i'm sort of caught in this weird situation where i'm like i think the interviews are more important like that like like genuinely as a person i feel like the interviews are more important they're good for the player they're good for me they're good for the fgc and you know but they're not short form uh they're not for everyone uh if i'm not interviewing you know bon chan not many people watch them but i still think they're important and people tell me they're important but at the same time it's like i can stream and i'll and i'll make more money in a day than i will in a month on youtube you know and so it's really weird because there's this sort of uh you know, on YouTube, you you will say, like, I have a Patreon or you will say, uh, you know, you can go fund me and I'll go work my ass off. Uh, and believe me, I really do work my ass off. Like, I come back with 10 one hour interviews from two days at a tournament. Do you know how much work that is? It's insane. Yeah. But uh, and then I spent weeks like editing them and, and time stamping them and all this shit, you know. Uh, and the funny thing is, you, you, you ask about a GoFundMe and people go and every now and then someone comes in and goes, E beggar and you're like <laughs> you're like well, well i'm not even asking you to like I'm, I'm not even making profit from this like but like on but the same person who comes in and says e beggar is the same person who's like here i'm going to subscribe to this channel or i'm going to donate to this channel because you know uh my name will flash up in lights there and whatever like i just i hate that kind of uh the difference between youtube and twitch and i love that twitch has figured it out for creators I love that. And I think it's brilliant. And creators, uh, you know, got this direct link with people and, and are able to make, you know, some of those top ones are just making ludicrous amounts of money. Right. Mm -hmm. But like YouTube is becoming harder and harder and harder for people. Uh, so anyway, I'm in this limbo place where I'm like, I love making all this content and I could do it. And I mainly do streaming interviews and, uh, skits. Right. And so I have to draw a line somewhere. I have to just stop doing it at some point because it's not going anywhere. So I, I basically have a plan, which is I'm, I'm going to spend two weeks streaming. I'm just going to spend two weeks doing interviews, one every single day. I'll do some Skype interviews, I think, uh, obviously, uh, which I've not really done before. I, I, I prefer the chemistry of being in the room with somebody, but I'll do that. And I'll do two weeks of skits. And I'll see if any of those things make me feel like there's some sort of potential future here, right? And if not, I can draw a line under it and say, this was some of the gr most wonderful experiences I've ever had. These are some of the most, the, the, this is some of the best work I'm most proud of I've ever done. Really, from my heart, I can say that, you know. Uh, and then I'll just move on, you know. I'll, I'll, the content will slow down, probably, maybe even stop. And uh, and uh, I'll do what everyone else does, you know. Like I'll, I'll I'll 
go out and I'll go on to the next phase of my life. Uh, but I, I think, you know, uh, sorry, I've talked a lot there. Well, but well let me ask you a question. What does uh, success look like for you in this realm, right? In this uh, modern landscape of media production and producing videos and uh, uh, having being a part of the niche that is the fighting game community. So you're saying you're going to stream, you're going to do interviews, you're going to do a lot of things that you've done well already. Uh, you're going to do them in earnest and uh, presumably try to improve and get feedback, whatever the case may be. How will you know you succeeded? Is it monetary? Because certainly you've gotten all the praise for the content you've done. Hell, yeah, your interview with Bonchan has probably affected the game directly, which is, uh, you know, a huge claim to fame there. So again, is it monetary? Is it personal satisfaction? Is it a specific milestone that you have in mind? Uh, it will be monetary. Uh, per personal satisfaction, I, I have absolutely felt within my body. Uh, I, you know, left advertising and I was making a lot of money. Sorry, that sounds like I'm bragging, but I was making a lot of money in advertising. I had a successful career in advertising. I was making a lot of money. They brought me to America. They got me a green card. That doesn't happen to people who aren't doing well. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I had a good career there. I walked away from that uh, not to do FGC content full time. I, I walked away from it to, you, if you watch my depression video, you'll understand. Like I, I walked away from it because I was on a lot of uh, medication and I, I just wanted to try and come off that medication. And if you watch that whole video, you'll you'll understand that I actually got to a good place. Uh, like I, I really felt like I made the right move as a human being who's going to die at some point. Sorry, this is getting deep, but yeah. We do deep. I, I mean, I had an existential crisis, you know? Like, I just was like, I'm going to die, and all I'm doing is working in a, this big corporation. I'm making a lot of money, but I don't have time to spend it, and, like, I'm, you know, taking all this medication, something's wrong. So I left and tried to figure out some stuff, right, which I could only figure out by not being in a high-stress environment, like, for 14 hours every day, you know? Uh, so that was one of the biggest misconceptions was that I left advertising to do full-time content creation. Now I'm in a place where I'm like, I think I figured out a bunch of stuff where I could go back to, you know, work and, uh, the one place I need to be is in a sunnier climate. I know that for sure. Um, but I could go back to work and, and I could do that. That's fine. I'd be happy. I'd probably be pretty happy. Is it a relief? Uh, but, 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 but the, the content kind of happened as a, as a, a sidebar and then it became this thing that was just you know very fulfilling for me so it's definitely massively fulfilling for me and i think the reason people like my content is because they know that i'm passionate that i care that when i ask you a question i want an answer uh, and i and i'm i'm digging away and i really want to know and uh i think what what i would like to do now is see just see if i push a little bit harder if i grind harder uh is there a sign that any of these things could potentially be successful uh you know whether it be like with a with a part-time job on the side and doing it uh, you know and growing it and what have you uh, but if all the signs point to no like these things are not going to work you know like uh streaming is not for you it's not going to work because uh, i could put a hell of a lot more effort into streaming into the things that go into streaming uh the huge the the interviews people are not uh you know you're not going to get funded for this the youtube revenue is not enough for this the players aren't there's not enough superstars to interview and i don't actually want to interview the superstars i think the best interviews are the people that are coming up through the ranks you know um i just want to see it, it i just want this one last kind of thing where it's like will it work will it not work monetarily 
to answer your question. Mm-hmm. Monetarily, will this go anywhere? And if the answer is no, then I, I just I've made a lot of sacrifices in my life. You know, like I, I like I make a lot of sacrifices for the FGC, and and uh, I'm sort of sick sick of living the sort of you know they call it like the artist. What do they call it? Like the 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 artist Star- lifestyle or whatever. Like the, or whatever. when you when you when you sort of like got no money and you're just kind of like trying to trying to figure it out yeah. as you go along and hoping that at one point it it all happens uh i think at some point i just have to draw a line under it and go yeah i tried i tried i got no regrets i tried it didn't work and uh and now i get to move on to something else uh so that, that's sort of where i'm at and that's where the first video came from and uh a lot of other stuff got mixed in there which was me as you know t- letting people understand me as a human being and some of the things that i've been through and then the second video on on depression was really about like i just felt i had to do it like i had to do it i had to if there's anybody else out there suffering and there are a lot of people yeah uh i've just felt like well if this can help one person rethink or reevaluate or give them some different way of thinking or whatever uh i'll do it so i did it and and we can watch it it's there and i I recommend people watch it again uh i i appreciated that you pointed out on numerous occasions that this is what worked for you you didn't discourage people from going to therapy or from taking medication if it's prescribed or any of that and that's important um and i'm glad that you did that because um if i'm being honest it's potentially dangerous to tell people that they don't need medication right um I have more yeah, questions. I, I agree. So I just I should uh, um, totally agree with that. That's uh, that's a very important point. Medication saved my life. Mm-hmm. Medication saved my life. So that's not my message. Uh, that's not my message. My message is that for me, I wanted to see if I could, and I, and uh, I needed time and space to do that. So so I do have more questions for you, but I want to open it up to the panel here. If uh, if there's anything they want to talk to you about, uh, either John or Steve. You guys got the one I was was wanting to talk about. Um, so yeah, John, if you have anything. Oh no, I, I think uh, I think I'm good with whatever you guys want to continue with or and such. But I, I think we're we're just fine as far as I'm concerned. So so the video, it's a fast hour. I know it's uh, near an hour. Uh, your video about depression, but it's important, and I think that it's encouraging. And I hope you don't mind me changing subjects to this, but so encouraging that uh, the other day Mike Ross streamed. He's a guy that people have been wondering what he's up to, what's he doing, how's he doing, right? There's, um, it's crazy how uh, you develop a bond with somebody who you don't really like. Uh, something about the internet and seeing them a lot and having these uh, moments where you're enjoying them, like with Excellent Adventures, and all of a sudden you have a bond with this person you've probably never even met, right? So there's a lot of uh, uh, love towards Mike, um, from myself included. And when I saw that he streamed, I thought it was great. And the first thing he says in his stream is something to the effect of, what did Born Free say? If this helps one person, it was worth it. Um, so I want to talk about that Mike Ross stream a little bit with you guys, but I want to get your impression of that, uh, Mark, because you were saying if this will help one person, and literally large and small, uh, as far as you know, media footprint or... or, or um, awareness in the in the context of the community were affected by it um how, how did that make you feel learning that uh it's a funny story because uh you told me about that today well I, well I got a text from a friend saying uh mike ross i just got a notification that mike ross was live and then he whispered 
uh, something about Born Free. And my friend is a massive joker, right? He's All he sends to me is 95% jokes, right? So I was like, yeah, shut the fuck up, you idiot. And, uh, <laughs> and then, like, I listened to it, but I missed the first two minutes, right? So I didn't rewind. I was just like, I listened to the whole thing and felt from the first two minutes. So I thought that was all a joke. And then you told me that he said it. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, so, I, so that was news to me about an hour and a half ago. So uh, I listened to it. And uh, with Mike, there's a couple of things I have to say. One is I love the fact that he is recognizing that something is not right. Um, and that's the first step on your journey. Uh, he's such a smart guy. When I've met him in person, he's blown me away uh, with how bright he is. And the problem with being smart is is that you ask the right questions and then you don't have the answers and it gets scary. And that's where the existential crisis starts. Uh, the other thing I would say about Mike, uh, just on a personal, you know, I wish him all the, all the, all the luck on his journey. Uh, I think he's entering a new phase now. Um, I would say, uh, I just want to tell a story about Mike real quick. Uh, he, when I was first, starting to i guess get noticed or blow up a little bit uh john will remember this but and you brought it up uh uh efren uh i was doing videos predicting like who the next character is that's going to get um uh uh revealed by capcom for street fighter 5 right and i was doing it based on ono's clues i was doing it based on lots of different clues and i wasn't always right but you know i was doing i had a pretty good record right I, I was doing pretty well in that regard um and i got this random i'd never met mike before i'd met gutex before but i'd never met mike before and i got this dm from mike and uh, all it was was encouragement from coming from like probably the most well-known person in the fgc and it blew me away because he didn't have to at all you know like it told me a lot about his character. Like he didn't do it in public. It wasn't like, look at me, I'm doing a good thing for a smaller creator. It was a DM. And it was, you know, it was Mike. And he said, listen, I'm loving your videos. Uh, I'm loving that you're, you're, you're out there saying, you know, you're the man. You did it. He, I can't even remember the words he used because they were so like Mike Ross, you know, he was like, yeah, you're out there. You're the man. You're saying how it is, you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> it's really, but it was, it really meant a lot to me. And, uh, and it, it made me think about, you know, potentially, uh, as I go on, if I, if I do get bigger, I never think of myself as big, not certainly not as, you know, as respected as him, but, uh, it made me think that that stuff's a big deal, you know, like the way, and I feel like it's very FGC. I think FGC does that. Like they, they uh, they encourage each other, and uh, to get a message from him in private saying he probably won't even remember it, but to get a message from him in private, like encouraging me, was such a wonderful thing. Um, and so to see him suffering right now is hard, but um, but uh, I, I really do hope he comes out the other side much stronger for it. Definitely. Uh, so um, I don't want to, you know, because we just had a nice positive uh, discussion there, but. Um, I guess we can talk about this or not, but it strikes me that there's a lot of people out there suffering, right? And a lot of people hurting and a lot of people feeling alone. And then you hear about this guy too and that guy too and her as well. And it's like, damn. Um, 
so I guess what I mean to say by that is that there is, you're not alone, and there are other people that are probably going through similar things, and you need only try. That being said, it feels like it takes so much balls to do it. Again, coming back to when the times that Steve has brought it up, Mark, your recent video, and then also Mike Ross on that stream. You can tell he's nervous as fuck talking about it, right? You're like, shit. Well, I hit record, so here we go. Um, so again, uh, props to you guys for doing that, um, especially in a difficult time. It's impressive. Well, Steve, Steve inspired me, actually. I just should say this uh, for, you, for, for you, Steve, just to say thank you. Uh, you actually, uh, I, I believe you had lost, maybe lost somebody in your life. Uh, and um, you inspired me to reach out to a, a, a woman that I know who has been through a lot of trauma, actually. And uh, she means a lot to me. And uh, I don't mean to bring up bad memories. I just wanted to thank you because you did inspire me. And uh, I'm, I, I speak to her every day now because that's, of that. I speak awesome. to her every day because of that. And she's been through a lot. And she's always up and down. But, like, I'm always there because cause I worry about her. I'm so glad to hear that. I really am. I, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad it helped you. Um, I'm glad it, it's helped somebody. So thank you. You know, um, I, I haven't wrestled with depression like uh, it sounds like a lot of other people have. And so I can't say that I've been there, you know, on a one-to-one -one scale. But <clears throat> the other night, uh, it was actually the night that Mike Ross had streamed, and I had not seen that video yet. And I was texting Mark. We were probably just exchanging Game of Thrones memes. But I had mentioned, oh, no, it was like 2 a.m. my time or something. And he's like, why are you up? Like, why are you responding right now? And I said, well, uh, you know, just having an existential crisis, like I think everybody <laughs> kind of does once in a while. You know, you wake up to go pee, and then you think about, oh, my gosh, am I at the right place in my life? And am I doing the right thing? And, and all of that kind of stuff. And um, and, he, and then I think the next day, like, it seems like you and Mike had the, you know, an existential crisis on the same night. Um, and, and so listening to you guys talk about these things and such, I, and, and I imagine that that is a very, um, that's like level one when you guys are close to like level 10 or something like that, but in the same general ballpark, right? Um, and, uh, and like what I kind of gather from all of this is that, it's like, man, everyone's, everyone's pretty broken. And for whatever reason, I don't, I don't understand exactly why, but it's certainly there. It's hard to show everybody else that you're broken because it feels like most other people aren't and that you're the odd man out. But damn, the one thing that comes from this is like we're all pretty damn broken. And that's it's not a great thing, but like there's some solace to take in the fact that like everybody else is going through it at, at some degree. And um, and then also to see people come together and like when someone does ex like you know expose their 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 softer underside and just be out there and tell the truth that i often feel like the fgc is an exceptionally toxic place and 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 such but right now and, and how people are dealing with this and talking about this and exchanging over this is uh is is ultimately a really positive thing and it gives gives hope in a lot of different avenues and so it's nice to see this playing out and um and hey, for you know, for at least a minute here, we can feel like a, a total family, you know. So that's a nice sentiment. Thank you, Mark, for giving us uh, the opportunity to talk about this and giving us permission. Right? Um, I feel like uh, 
like I said, even Mike coming out, I was like, okay, if Mark can do it, I can do it. Um, so it's kind of like the domino effect. So I hope you take that also as one of the uh, things that you've done that has had a lot of impact. Guys, that does bring us to the end of the show. Um, a lot of love going around. Mark, thank you so much for spending, you know, dedicating so much time to us tonight. Uh, appreciated it. Uh, joining us during the panel as well as the uh, is, is talking about some of these uh, more personal issues. Still yeah, come back every week, right? So that I don't have to give Mark my kids pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a blast. I was uh, uh, a little nervous to begin with, but it, you made me feel very welcome. It was a lot of fun. I would love to have you anytime. Yeah, man. Uh, you should bet these guys when they don't, they don't think Son of Fox will win, you get free pizza out of it. So, like, if you don't make <laughs> if you don't ever make any money off your FTC content, you can still scam pizza off these guys. I just want somebody to mod a reptile into the game because <laughs> because I want a main reptile. This is so counter, Mark. Get out of here. Get out of here with your chaos. <laughs> no, but going back when we were doing you the know that, fighting like, you know, like, show, we were doing bets every time, and and you still owe me a bitch boy presentation yeah yeah that sounded weird i don't know what that is that's true and you owe me how many lessons do you owe me uh one lesson one hour and and i spent an hour playing you on your stream no that was well that promoted you more than me uh so that doesn't count (laughs) i mean oh it's about promotion i was just trying to teach you how to do a dp i'm sorry we can do that 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 was me lending you a hand. That was me lending you a hand. That God, was, you're a manipulator. God, but you're so good at it. I'm pretty sure you owe me like five Street Fighter lessons. So. Wow. That... And yeah, and yeah, I do have to wear the bitch boy let's bring Matt. Let's bring Mike back on the show next week. I really was happy having you this time, though. I think we learned a lot and whatever. But uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Again, thank you so much. Uh, watch everything that Bourne does. It'll be good. This is just a taste. He's not even putting. Yeah, well, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna start streaming tomorrow. So if people want to see me stream, I'm a Born Free Twitch. It's such an it's such a such a creative name, but yeah, Born Free Twitch is my is my handle have on you, Twitch. Have you decided what you're streaming? Usually, I start with Street Fighter Five so that people can find me. Uh, but then I'll probably play some Sekiro, Sekiro or Sekiro, uh, which I've still not played. Uh, and and I still haven't played. Uh, I said I was. Uh, early and late to the party with M- MK11. I played the stress test, but I haven't actually played the game yet. I have it sitting here, so I'll probably play Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Sekiro, and maybe s- I want to play some Apex Legends. I-, I still haven't played that either. So it's just going to be a-, a bunch of games I've never played before. So it should be, <laughs> it should be. Right if you want to see someone fail pretty badly at all of those games, then I'm your man. Right on. I can't wait to see you fail at all those games. Uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to John. Thank you to Alon for switching the show. And thank you for everybody who uh, was in the chat supporting us. And, thank you to uh, FM for hosting all the time and not getting thanks. We thank you. We appreciate you. Hey, you got it, guys. Anytime. And that's been the show. We'll see you next week. 